0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Excuse me. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me ill, and you cared for me, in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen. I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked and you gave me no clothing, ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for me, you did not do for one of these least ones, and these will go off to eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Today we celebrate the Solemnity of Christ the King. What is a Solemnity? It's the highest rank of all the days in the church calendar, right up there with Christmas and Easter. And I noticed that the sacristan has prepared incense, but Servers, I'm not going to use it since I hurt my hand. I'm not going to use it. But it's there because this is a solemn day. But you may be surprised to know that this day was only instituted in 1925. So how can it be that a day that is right up there with Easter and Christmas only started in 1925? Let me explain to you why. Pius XI that year issued a proclamation, an encyclical called Quas Primas. Primas. And it was all about Christ being king. He was concerned because he thought that the kingship of Christ was being distorted. That Christ was becoming remolded into something of a dictator rather than a good shepherd. And he saw the reason for that in the dictators that were rising in the day and were being glamorized, even celebrated. And he saw three in various stages of amassing their power. In his own country, in Italy, Mussolini had already been in power for two years, and now he was assassinating all of his rivals, and that very year he eliminated freedom of speech and freedom of the press. The people were enslaved at this point, but didn't realize it. They still saw Mussolini as something wonderful and celebrated him. Stalin was just a little bit behind in Russia. Lenin had died the year before, and Stalin was following Mussolini's playbook, eliminating his rivals and slowly amassing power. And the more power he got, the less power the people had. And then finally, Hitler issued, published his first volume of Mein Kampf that year and reconstituted the Nazi party in his own image. Pius XI was concerned about how Jesus would be viewed in light of these three dictators. Was he the strong man who took no prisoners, or was he loving and merciful? And so in that encyclical, Pius XI talks about the proper use of power. What is power there for? Is power there to suppress people or to serve people? as Jesus did? Is power there to intimidate people or to inspire people as Jesus did? Is power there to coerce people or to collaborate and empower people as Jesus did? And he predicted that all these dictatorships would fall, that this kind of illegitimate use of power would never remain, and only Christ's reign would persist. Only Christ's reign was truly legitimate. And he challenged the people of the world to consider how they use power. Because all of us have models for the use of our power. Would they choose a dictator for their model? Or would they choose Christ? How will they use every dollar in their wallet? Every bit of authority in their job? Every bit of authority in their family? Who will that power be patterned after? And I can tell you that this is not just a theoretical issue because it really made a big difference in the country of Denmark in World War II. It had a practical import. In 1940, the Nazis invaded Denmark and they thought, looking around at other countries that had been invaded, there's no use in resisting and maybe if we don't resist, we'll be treated better. And sure enough, that's what happened. They were treated relatively well by the Nazis. And even the Jews did not suffer quite the level of persecution that they did in other countries. But in the fall of 1943, some German officers who were somewhat sympathetic leaked it to the churches in Denmark that now the Nazis were going to come down harder. And one of the first things they were going to do was implement the so-called Final Solution, The elimination, the destruction of all the Jews that lived in Denmark. The following week happened to be the Feast of Christ the King, which back then was celebrated in October. And priests in the Catholic Church, pastors in the Lutheran churches, got up and said, who is our king? Who will reign practically in our lives? Who do we take orders from? And kind of in code, these priests and pastors suggested that the people should not sit still as their Jewish neighbors were destroyed. And so underground, plans were put in place on how to overwhelm any Nazi attempt to apprehend the Jews. It was all going to happen on one night. Jewish survivors recall complete strangers coming up to them, and giving them keys to their homes, along with instructions on how to get there, directions. People suddenly disappeared, and all the Gentiles started to wear Jewish stars on their lapels so that the Nazis couldn't tell who was Jewish and who wasn't. And then one fateful night, the plan was put into operation. In the darkness of a moonless night, every rowboat, every yacht, every freighter, Every fishing trawler set sail with Jews on board to cross the Orison channel to neutral Sweden. It's said that Nazi soldiers even got on those boats, but were so overwhelmed by the, de- the determination of the people that were leaving that they cast a blind eye and left saying that there were no Jews on those boats. And in that one night, all but approximately 30 of the 7,000 Jews in that country were freed, were sent to Sweden. On that night, Jesus was king of the Orison. Hitler was not. On that night, the people proclaimed Jesus as enthroned in their hearts, not Hitler. Let us pray that we too can take stock of how we use our power and the practical import of our faith. Does Jesus truly reign or does he have rivals for our obedience, for our loyalty? <laughs> Let us pray that Jesus can be truly the king of our hearts, our lives, and our world.